Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of OP Radio. I was gone last week, and a colleague of mine filled in for me, so thank you very much, Lindsay. Um, I'm feeling refreshed, and it's great to be back with you all. Today, we have another great episode lined up. We've got a panel of sorts with a bunch of different people and protocols. And leading the conversation today is someone you know and love. He's been on OP Radio before, my colleague, Smith. Good morning, Smith. Good morning. It's good to be here. Great to be here. Before we dive into it, I wonder if we, let's just maybe go around the table and all the speakers can introduce themselves, say who they are, and tell us the project that they're here to represent. So maybe Kset, do you want to kick it off? Sure. I'm Kset. I'm a contributor at Lyra Finance, and we're an on-chain options trading protocol. And I work in and with a lot of our partnerships and integrations. Thank you for that. Let's have Bert Rock go next. Hey guys, I'm Bert Rock. I'm here with Quenta, which is a perpetual futures exchange built on the Synthetics protocol. We have perps and options, and I am the marketing DAO PM. So I just do a lot of uh, different marketing and product and communications related stuff. Thank you for that, Bert. Abhishek, good morning. Oh, hey, good morning. Actually, it's night here. So. <laughs> Hello, all. my name is Abhishek. I am a developer at Polynomial, and at Polynomial, we are like building a DeFi powerhouse. And last, we have Edson. Morning, Edson. Hey, morning. My name is Edson. I'm here representing DHedge, an asset management protocol on top of Optimism, and I deal with product. Happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much. And as I mentioned, my colleague, Smit, is going to be leading most of the rest of this conversation. So, Smit, I'm going to just hand it off to you. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Mac. As always, my name is Smith. I lead the DeFi team at Optimism. And today we have such a cool panel style group. We'll probably do the questions in a panel style. So we'll go through each of the partners and see what their thoughts are. And yeah, let's just get straight into it. So I'm excited to talk to these four today because there there is like a large connecting factor and we'll go to that first. So the synthetics ecosystem. Right, So all four of these products are in some way or form connected to synthetics. So the first question that I wanted to ask is, why synthetics? And like, what did you guys see about its future to make you build on top of it in some way or form? So maybe we can do a similar style where like, Kasit, do you want to go first for that question? Yeah, sure. Happy to. Well, for one, a couple of Lyra's founders were originally from synthetics. So initially composing with them was a very easy choice. But over the last you know, year and a half or two years, they've been fantastic partners. They're very supportive and incredibly composable and they're pushed towards decentralization and providing, you know, composable products that are easy to integrate with, um, you know, really keeps us aligned to continue building together. Awesome. And Bert, why don't you give us your thoughts? Yeah. So I've, I've kind of been a big fan of synthetics for a long time and it's actually how i got involved with with quenta and we started building on top of synthetics actually before we even spun out as an independent protocol so the real answer is that we started under synthetics as part of synthetics but we continue to iterate on that and build on top of synthetics because it solves the biggest problem that any protocol like ours which uh you know, facilitates perps and options trading, solves the biggest problem that any of them is going to face, which is where you get your liquidity. So 
Synthetics provides a really deep pool of liquidity for us to tap into, and then we can build these trader-focused tools on top without having to worry about that problem, without having to worry about attracting our own liquidity, which really you know, jumpstarts our, our path to being the best web trading product. Absolutely. And we see that game being played over and over again in DeFi, right? Where new protocol gets launched, they have to figure out the base problem of liquidity to even start to prove their product market fit. But Synthetics has just kind of given an outlet for that to be removed as a problem, since that's what they really focus on. And I really like that model. So it, it allows you guys to focus mainly on your products, which I think is amazing. Cool. Edson, do you want to give your take on the Synthetics ecosystem next? Yeah, for sure. So at DHedge, we actually started under Synthetics. We launched towards the tail end of DeFi Summer. And one of the things that attracted us was, like Bert mentioned, was the deep liquidity, but also the um, slippage. So zero slippage trades at the time. We've since looked at Synthetics more optimistically for what partners like Quenta and Lyra, they offer perps and options. Awesome. And Abhishek, why don't you close this, close this off over here? So I have actually, you know, I, I want to break it down into two phases. One is when you get attracted to the ecosystem and, you know, when you're actually trying it out. And the second is, does the ecosystem actually make you stay in it or not? So the first attraction part is pretty, the deep liquidity, the, the slippage, the zero slippage trades, they attract everyone. And there are a lot of uh, platforms, you know, promising that. But the second part, the, the, the place where synthetics just like Optimism pays attention to the people who are building on top of it and, you know, providing them with enough incentives and actually making the use of the liquidity. That is where the trickle-down effect, hap- trickle effect happens. So from Optimism, it comes down to Synthetics. Synthetics further continues. It goes down to the other products which are building on top of it. And then it further comes back into Optimism again. So that is something that I think for which we are staying in the ecosystem and we are loving it and we love building on top of Synthetics right now. Awesome. Well said. Yeah. And just to kind of recap, I think like the the takeaway that I got from that was that a lot of different products can be kind of spun out of like the synthetics ecosystem. As we kind of heard, you're not all building the same thing, which I, I think is beautiful. And uh, Definitely. it's yeah, it's it's nice to see like a place that builders can come and get the right incentives to build on top of liquidity and, and a good product. So yeah, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Cool. It could be competitors or it could be people who are building like, you know, parallel protocols. Everyone in a way supports each other. So that's one wonderful thing about synthetics. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to get into a second question here. And I think this will be sort of like the meat describing your guys' products a little bit. So my second question is what product feature or just generally like upgrade of your product are you most excited about? Um and why don't we go backwards this time? So Abhishek, why don't you give us your take first on what product you're most excited about for Polynomial? Okay. So actually, this is a while back, we came across a white paper and it was about like power perps. And we got super excited about it. We did some research on it and we found a protocol which was actually building power perps. It was open. They It's like ETH of, uh, square of ETH, basically. Your your returns are going to be a lot more. You get a lot of benefits out of Square or any other power. And we stumbled upon a platform called Open, which was doing, uh, trying to do the same thing. And they were on mainnet and we wanted to try it out. We were like, why not, you know, bring, bring something like this with low fees on optimism as well. 
so that is something which polynomial is trying to build right now we are very close to finishing our development and starting a beta so power pups is the biggest thing that we are really excited about right now and you will see it soon on the polynomial protocol got it and can we zoom out one second cuz i i feel like a lot of listeners don't know what squeeth is or open and how like the product works and how it's different or different from like the normal derivatives products so can you give us like a one line explainer on what power pups are or what or what that entire idea is okay so how in normal pups you know suppose you open up eat eat long you are you can do a leverage trade as well so you get the you get the returns based on how much eth goes up if it's a normal leverage trade this is the one is trade if you have one eth eth goes up by 10 dollars you get 10 dollars back in power pups you are not buying eth you're actually buying eth square so the derivative of that now it's going to get a little bit mathematical but the derivative of eth square is going to be like 2 of eth and your return curve which is your basically based on the moment of eth either side going positive going negative either side it goes your curve is actually going to be going up only if you can plot x square on a graph whatever that curve gives you i know it's like suppose here is zero you go in either direction you take minus 1 square you take plus 1 square whichever direction you go the graph is going up is that correct got it got so, it so yeah. okay yeah and i think like in general like the math and like the theory is fairly complicated for users but i think what we'll do is will probably like allow you guys to share material or like shout out some material for your guys's products in the near future. If you're going to release it on Twitter, we'll have people kind of understand it on Twitter. But yeah, I think that was an that was an awesome like primer for it. So thank you for that. Edson, why don't we get into your thoughts on the product that you're most excited about? Yeah, so Dehedge is an asset management protocol. Part of that is creating new vaults. So things that we're most bullish on at Dehedge are automated vaults so automated strategies a few of them that the, we're building through Taurus is an op3x long and an op3x short and these maintain constant 3x leverage for the 3x long which means as the price goes up it rebalances to keep constant 3x leverage so it kind of behaves like a para perpetual with some trade offs obviously if, if there's high volatility there's low volatility we see some decay same for the both the short and the long as well as an optimism yield token that's we're working on we have it right done but there's some things that we're testing out seeing before we release and something interesting that we we've seen is with product like this we usually use ave if we're creating some sort of yield token or some sort of liquidity provisioning but um it wasn't quite possible until recently with quanta perps where we 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 found a way to create an eth yield use no an op yield using a belgium lp and then with stables and op on the on both sides and for the remaining op position we use op long leverage long so it's delta neutral slightly delta neutral but on top of the op price and generating a yield from that awesome yeah Thank you for that. Yeah, like the 3x long and 3x short tokens. Those like really remind me of like the bull and bear tokens getting accelerated exposure and I like that the Dhedge product builds very very complicated strategies and makes them super easy to digest. Right? So you're talking about getting OP yield while using Veldrum 
and then having some sort of delta neutral mechanism, but abstracting that away from the user so that they can just be confident that they are earning the yield without maintaining the strategy. So yeah, I think it's a great, great product. Definitely go check out DHEADS if you haven't seen it already. I think it's a very great place to take your first step in the DeFi landscape. Cool. So let's let's go with Bert next. What are you most excited about, Bert? Well, there's two answers to this question. One is that at this moment, I'm most excited just about the Perps product because it's it's honestly, I'm a daily trader and it's honestly the best Perps product that's fully on chain that I've ever used at this point. It's been an amazing journey watching Synthetics Perps and Quenta go from being kind of a rough proof of concept to something that's actually really, really competitive. Within within the next week, we expect to have uh, some upgrades that make you know fees drastically lower than anywhere else you can trade. Maker fees of two basis points on some assets is what I saw proposed. So that would just be crazy low compared with even the cheapest other on-chain perps, which I think you know, most of them are around 10 basis points, some of them going as low as, as five, but two is just going to be kind of a, a massive improvement to the product that, that I'm very excited about using. And then, you know, we'll have deeper liquidity than, than GMX or anybody else in the space once we, once we raise our open interest limits the next time. So the Perps product itself and just the, the way that's becoming competitive with centralized exchange Perps I'm extremely excited about. And then the next thing, the the kind of next step to that is releasing our smart margin accounts, which will have, you know, stop losses, limit orders, all the things that you need as a trader. That's something we had built under V1, but we had to rebuild for V2. So it's been taking a while to get through the audits, but it looks like those are going to complete next week. And once that's live, this smart margin product is a little more than it seems, right? It's not just limit orders and stop losses, but really allows Quanta to kind of execute a variety of functions from your single trading wallet. So in the short term, include stop and limit orders, but in the long term can include things like, you know, maybe even generating yield on people's deposits. And I'm, I'm really excited to see us leverage this to integrate with the, the options product. So we listed options. It's basically just straight letting you act with Lyra. But with Smart Margin, we can actually trade options through Smart Margin too. Hasn't been built yet, but there's some really interesting things that we can do when we combine perps and options. So really excited to see that that kind of coming in the pipeline. It'll probably start being worked on once we're really, you know, out of the woods with this whole with this whole perps launch that's coming up toward the second half of the month. Awesome. And yeah, I totally understand the feeling of excitement from like the recent volume of tech with quanta i think that's super awesome oh yeah it's better than i ever expected i was that day we almost hit 500 million in volume i was like is this real (laughs) how did we do this in such a short period of time because really the product's been live since november but it was really like everything was very constrained we only had you know one asset and very very low oi caps so it was really like within weeks of kind of opening up the number of assets and raising the oi that we saw that happen so yeah it was just crazy to see that level of success so quickly absolutely i was surprised as well abhishek did you have a thought that you wanted to add it here i saw that you unmuted for a second yeah so exactly yeah yeah thanks thanks okay that's really good you noticed thank you so much so 
actually before when we only had vaults on polynomial i mean i'm i also myself trade uh, in perpetual futures so i used to use quanta as well back then but then when we started building perps we recognized that limit orders is something that is essential when you're trading because you want to sleep at night you need those that those your stop losses and take profits to be in place so that you know your you know that your trades are safe your money is safe so when we built perps polynomial perps we made sure that you know limit orders are going to be a part of it and i mean i think it's great work that like you know this has been recognized and i'm also excited for quanta that's great awesome cool yeah i think we have kesa you're the last one for this particular question why don't you give us your thoughts yeah i'm excited about what bert just said about <laughs> They're marketing. That, that's awesome. But I'm also very excited. Lyra's side will be launching referrals very soon to help traders and integrators drive value to themselves, which I think will help a lot with growth. And we're also integrating with Perpetuals V2 for the hedging mechanism on the AMM. And that should make it much more capital efficient and allow for higher organic yields to the AMM. So we're, we're pretty excited about both of those. Gotcha. Awesome. My next question for all of you is, it's a super zoomed out question. I wanted to better understand, and I'm sure the audience does as well. But in general, why haven't crypto derivatives, options, asset management, and whatnot taken off to the levels in DeFi over here? So I'm sure you all have like your different takes, but why don't we start with you, Kset? Why do you think options haven't hit the volume levels of like CFI and crypto? Yep. So I have a centralized finance and options background. And I think like one of the reasons we see so many options and derivatives products coming up now is because it's usually sort of the last wave in market adoption. You, you typically see spot markets mature, and then you see futures markets mature. In the case of DeFi, we've seen perpetual markets take off hugely, and sort of options tend to lag that. But in centralized finance, the options volume is, is generally many, many multiples of spot volume. And in DeFi, thus far, it's only just a tiny fraction. I think part of that will come a lot from some advancements that have been made with both like the OP stack and composability and things like account abstraction to make onboarding a, a much more seamless experience for, for users. Absolutely. The maturing of markets in general, yeah, follows that trend I've noticed. So then Bert, I guess we can ask the question in the context of, I guess, perps have taken off to a certain degree, but maybe we can think through why, how, what is it, what is required to get to like the C5 level? Yeah, why don't you give us yeah, that? yeah. The real answer here is honestly that they have taken off, but um, it's kind of deceptive how little they're traded because you can use such high leverage with perps. It looks like a lot of volume is going through the contracts, and it is. It it makes uh it makes good money on fees when you can do a lot of volume, but the the traditional finance kind of futures markets are huge and the centralized exchange perps markets are smaller than that but they're still much much larger i mean you're talking you know hundreds of billions per day during the the height of defi summer and these are with relatively new products in kind of a niche space so as much as i'm very happy about our success so far i am under no illusions that we're anywhere near the level of adoption that's possible for decentralized perps. 
And I think the big thing that's missing is really that the product until very, very recently was almost unusable. Even the um, even the perps exchanges that you see now that have been around for at least a few months or or a year that are that are usable only started existing because we had layer twos like optimism come into the picture. Before that, there was actually actually no way to do it. It was just too expensive and too slow to do on L1. Obviously, you know, people are building on side chains, but we like having the security of Ethereum. And then also, you know, the even the even the fees on L2s right now, we expect to come down significantly. The speed of L2s, we expect the latency to come down significantly. And so these products are really just not yet uh, where you would expect them to be compared with like a TradFi Perps product or these kind of high performance products. And a lot of the decentralized infrastructure isn't there. Like Chainlink doesn't even have their, their fast Oracle live yet, right? So a lot of people have been using centralized solutions to spin up their own Oracles and, and solve these problems. But to have a truly decentralized Perps product that is you know, fast and cheap and easy to use, that is really only becoming possible right in front of us. So I think the the product market fit is there, the demand is there. And what we're going to see is as these products improve, as the networks we're building on top of improve and, and these designs improve, uh, people will start coming over and we're going to see on-chain perps grow, not just to the levels of centralized perps, but you know, well beyond what people would would even expect. I would not be surprised if one day we're talking about decentralized perps doing, you know, a trillion dollars in in notional volume instead of, you know, tens of billions or or hundreds of billions. So, yeah, excited to see how that how that plays out. But I think it really just is that we're so early and it's so new and there's still things being figured out. Absolutely. Super well said. I think we can probably get Abhishek's take here next, since you guys are veering towards similar products. But would you say it's a similar thought for you as well, Abhishek? On some notes, yes. For example, being a decentralized on-chain exchange has its own benefits. We have all seen FTX exchange so big that no one actually thought it's going to fail. Fail within days. Some of our own team members like lost some of their savings, life savings, in the same incident. So although being on decentralized exchanges addresses a lot of issues, has a lot of benefits, but we have to understand that centralized exchanges, which are based on order book, still have some advantage. They can execute limit orders at the point, at the price which, at which you tell them. They can fill in your orders instantly. However, on optimism, as you know, it takes a few seconds, approximately 10 to 13 seconds right now. But having said that, I think we are moving in the right direction. With the bedrock update coming up, the transactions are going to be even faster on Optimism. With that, our orders are going to get filled even quickly. The the trading experience is going to be a lot more centralized exchanges-like, and people are going to, not going to notice a difference whether they are trading on a traditional exchange or a decentralized exchange, which is, which is completely on-chain. So with, with the bedrock and with increasing the speed at which transactions happen, we will be able to, you know, mimic that experience which the traders are already used to and provide and going in the future of course make it even further better so we are in the you know in the right direction i feel but it's a long road it will still take some time i feel 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like that you kind of took a step back to talk about the technology. The reason why this is so difficult is because we want to do it right. right? so like we want to do it in a decentralized way. We want to do it Ethereum aligned. So we've been working really hard on these upgrades, like EIP 4844, the bedrock upgrade. Totally. So forward. So we are getting closer to that future and it's going to get much, much better from a user experience perspective. Exactly. There's no, there's no point being another FTX or for a matter of fact, being another, like launching a coin too soon and being another Luna. So better take time and we'll be a good exchange. Exactly. We'll be a, we'll be a good platform. I'm sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. Edson, why don't you talk to us about asset management and maybe what you think about the current like TAM and like the space for asset management and DHedge and where it could be with some sort of like improvements? Yeah. So as far as asset management goes, the traditional route, there's retail and institutional. Um, so what we've seen over the past two years is high friction from the retail side with regards to onboarding. It's very difficult to get someone who would benefit the most from asset management, someone that doesn't know much about trading. They have capital, but they want someone else to manage it for them. It's the it's a process to get them first, get them to purchase crypto, and then get them to send that crypto probably from a centralized exchange over to a wallet. And then from there, we're now on L2, get them to bridge it from an L1, if they send L1 to an L2. And then to do that at scale, we had one of our partners say that this was their biggest pain point with regards to retail. And then there's the the opposite side of this, which is institutional. Over there, the centralized alternatives towards asset management, they have, they manage not just from one chain, but they have access to multiple chains. So that's also something to compete with. With regards to that side, we've done some improvements to the UX on our side for retail. As far as the multi-chain opportunities, we're working on creating, making DHedge cross-chain and making vaults that are, you deposit in one vault, but assets can be captured across multiple different networks and chains. That's more of a long-term research that DHedge is doing. Uh, But yeah, if you look at DHedge current CDL, most of it is actually on automated vaults. Those are really simple and easy to understand. You deposit in them and we, we have a description of what they do. And you can see through the history that the vault does what it does. And then on the other side, so DHedge is an asset management protocol. So we can create things that like structured products and vaults. There's also treasuries, which currently DHedge has some of the treasury in the vaults, very small amounts of it, but you can track on DHedge. There's the aggressive treasury and the conservative treasury. Again, a small amount of our treasury. But yeah, we're doing some long-term research and development with regards to cross-chain and then pushing on the other use cases for asset management as a protocol. Thank you for all that information, Edson. I'm going to speed run through a couple of these questions because I definitely want to try to get through as many as I can. But yeah, starting with like collaboration versus competition. You guys are all different products, some kind of overlapping, some not so much, but how do you think about collaborating with partners to get to the best-in-class product versus competing with products? Let's start with Lyra. Kesa, you want to take that one? Yeah, I think we initially were thinking like, you know, we were going to try to build all kinds of things with the AMM and that we could do, you know, structured products and things like that. And the more that we thought about it, we found it was a lot better to just focus on 
providing, you know, the best product that we possibly can and focus on that and let other people be experts in their own areas of structured products or perpetual things, things like that. So being that options and derivatives in general are just one of the most composable primitives, you know, in, in centralized finance, but also in DeFi, I think they lend themselves really well to partnerships and, and integrations with lots of different protocols. Absolutely. Bert? Yeah, so this is a great transition because absolutely, options especially are extremely composable. And that's why we've decided to uh, list options as kind of a trading front end focused protocol. Like we're focused on building tools on top of these products. So what I mentioned before with integrating options into our smart margin contracts, this would mean possibly things like structured products, integrating perps and options, or we could even integrate options and spot. We could also add, you know, stop losses and limit orders to options. So it's really an easy choice for us to go around looking for different protocols to integrate with because it's like it's like walking through an orchard and there's all these these juicy fruits hanging down for you to just take and, and put in the quanta basket. Right. So that's one of the things that drew us into the Optimism ecosystem as an independent product, even though we were spun out of synthetics. We have talked a lot about, you know, what the future looks like, whether or not we should integrate with other liquidity providers and this sort of thing. But really, there's no other kind of landscape of derivatives that we could integrate with quite like what's available on Optimism. And working with working with Lyra in particular has been kind of our first deep dive other than synthetics and in trying to integrate another product. I'm really excited to see where that goes and what kind of interesting things you can build on top of it. But yeah, excited to hopefully in the future, try to get involved with even more products in the optimism ecosystem, because there's just, there's just so much that you can do when you have all these different products. And if you can put them in one place and build, build other things on top of them to help them interact with each other, yeah, you can you can pretty much build any different payout structure for a derivatives product that that you can imagine. It's kind of wild. So excited to see how that plays out. Perfect. And I'll just repeat the question really quickly, and then maybe you can go. We were talking about collaboration versus competition and how you think about collaborating with partners versus competing with products that are in the same domain. Okay. So you can't collaborate with every competition, I guess, because... You know, that old marketing strategy, a cafe coffee day will open right next to a Starbucks and it's going to increase the sales of both. So it is competition, but it's actually collaborative competition in a way. So I feel that is a very essential factor in you growing. It's not crowding the ecosystem. It's actually bringing more volume as well. And coming to collaboration. Okay. So when we launched, when we launched polynomial perps, we actually launched with smart contract wallets and not just normal wallets. And these smart contract wallets can have insane amount of connectors. We can add connectors anytime we want. And whenever any new protocol spins up, we can basically make use of it, add it somehow into the polynomial perps ecosystem, and you know, users can benefit from it. Now, what is a connector? You have perpetual future position. You want to hedge your position and just earn the funding rate. There's a connector for it. You want to save a Take a, take a loan from Aave and then open a position in synthetic perps. There's a connector for it. So having 
such an ecosystem having such technology enables us to collaborate with any protocol available not just on optimism we can you know with some of course not right now but like with some advancements in this in the same space we can also integrate with some other uh, with protocols from some other ecosystems as well but yeah right now i think it's essential that you give your users more and more options and like not like ha- being just a perpetual future exchange is not enough and having these connectors having this kind of technology enables us to do that automatically for a user and that is the direction in which we are headed thank, thank you for that level headed take abhishek we'll end it off with edson i think edson your product in theory thrives based on partnerships as an asset, ma- asset management protocol but yeah why don't you give us your takes on like partnering with like pro- protocols and projects on the ecosystem maybe collaborating together to create like a better product and whatnot versus competing yeah yeah for sure i, I think you got it right our products is it becomes more valuable the more integrations we add so the more tokens we add the more managers can trade into the assets to create alpha for their investors. And then the more integrations we have, you can create capital efficiency for those assets. So they're not just sitting idle in spot. They can go leverage long. They could lend and borrow. They can perform options, provide liquidity, et cetera. All those things create value in a way that's uh, unique in that, yeah, the, the more partners we create, the more our users benefit from it. Awesome. This next question, I think I would love to hear sort of like maybe like the first thing that comes to your mind to make it a little bit more interesting. Like your first thought, maybe like a sentence or two. But Edson, we'll go with you first. Why optimism? And more broadly, why Ethereum for the category of your dad? Yeah, so uh, we launched on optimism as soon as it could to because we had a close uh, relationship with synthetics. And we wanted to uh, keep that going. And then Ethereum... We align with the values of Ethereum and decentralization, censorship resistance, simplicity, and we believe that optimism works towards those as well. Awesome. Bert, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I agree with all those thoughts, and I'll just, I'll just pose you guys kind of a rhetorical question here. When you got into crypto, did you get into crypto for all of those reasons, for security, for decentralization, and and when you're looking at those kind of priorities, are you also focused on having a competitive product in terms of speed, cost, and, and latency? So if you answer yes to all of those, there's really no other choice, right? We, we need somebody, we need a partner in terms of somebody building the network that's going to offer all of those things to us and really be working toward kind of the ethos of crypto and the reason that we all got into it. I love that. Abhishek, do you want to give your thoughts here? Yep. So I think I'm going to just give you objectives. It's the active development, smart contracts, the safety, the speed, the security, and a lot of creative people. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Kset, your thoughts? If we're going for first thoughts, I would say computational efficiency. While all of the decentralization and things are, are absolutely must-haves, and you guys are doing a great job of that. From an option standpoint, it's just simply not viable on an L1, although we really wanted the full security of Ethereum, and we feel like we're getting that through optimism, and your tech stack is is like the only way to 
achieve options, option market making and pricing because it's just so intensive from a, a computation standpoint. Thank you for that info. Awesome. I think I only have one or two more questions left here. And the one that I'll get into right now is about growth campaigns and incentives. Why don't we go to Quenta and Polynomial first? So Bert, what is next from like the growth perspective for the product? Yeah, so this is actually a, a very exciting thing for me. Uh, we just did kind of an hour-long rundown from the Quenta Twitter on a Twitter space yesterday of all of the rewards and incentives coming up. And it's it's a little bit wild how much we have. So Synthetics is running a program where all of their partners that integrate the Perps product will be able to hand out um, optimism incentives to their to their users. And of course, Quenta being you know the the closest integrator, we are planning to start distributing those to our users next week. Now, from Quenta's perspective, we also have our own optimism that we can kind of add on to this, as well as our own token that we already have going out to traders. So actually, if you go to Quenta right now, you can earn Quenta tokens for trading. Um, and that's live for, for both stakers and non-stakers now, but you will actually earn more as a Quenta staker. So, you know, definitely if you want to know the details of that, come drop in the Quenta Discord or, or look at our recent tweets. But yeah, I, I think with this campaign that's coming up, it's going to be something wild. Like if between Quenta and Synthetics, 300,000 per week from them and then another 30,000 per week from us on top. So it's going to be quite a bit of, of incentives that will be directed at traders and really excited to see, you know, how people respond to that and how this kind of drives volume and, and interest in the product. A hundred percent. And I'm super excited to see it with like these open interest caps raising and just being able to actually leverage those incentives. Uh, it's a completely different landscape now. Abhishek, do you want to give any extra thoughts there? I know you guys are kind of under a similar incentive program. Yes. So we are also based on top of synthetics. So the rewards which synthetics is going to give out to its protocols and further going to be given to the users. They are like all the polynomial users are going to be able to use them, going to be benefit from, going to be benefiting from them. Apart from that, I like in the coming week as the new update of synthetics, as synthetics starts pushing out in the new update. The fees is going to be further less. Right now, it's like 5 or 10 BPS, depending on whether you're trading for or against the market right now. But in the next week, it's going to be further less. It's going to be 2 or 6 BPS, which is going to make us one of the cheapest, like one of the least fees exchanges on chain. So that's going to be wonderful. Along with that, the synthetics uh, OP rewards, which are going to come based on volume, whatever volume you trade, you're going to get equivalent rewards. But on top of that, to incentivize the traders further. Right now on this call, we actually had a special trading competition and Gotham, who handles a polynomial Twitter as well, has already tweeted about it. So like everyone can just you know head on to polynomial and start trading. Awesome. And Kesa, do you want to give any thoughts on kind of like Lyra's growth campaign and like what they're going to be doing in the near future? Yeah, so we actually have launching in the next day or so a whole new reward system as well as referrals. So traders are going to be able to earn rewards from a pool 
And there's a bunch of different boosting mechanisms for staking Lyra and holding a top trading position or getting referred from somebody else. You can earn points in the system and then, you know, earn rewards from this pool and then referrals. You can earn, you know, a rebate or a portion of, you know, rebates from people that you refer but also it's a way for integrators to drive value to themselves for offering, you know, and trading on Lyra. So we're really excited about that. That should be coming, I think, in the next day or so with a, a new leaderboard. And it's all laid out in Leap 49. And we'll have a, a blog post out, I think, about it really shortly as well. Awesome. Edson? Yeah, so um, DHedge launched with OP Incentives in January. And that incentive program should be lasting six months. So I think about two and a half, four months of that. We also launched Staking V2. So if you own DHT, you can pair it with Vault token from DHedge. And then if that Vault performs above where you staked it initially, you receive incentives in DHT inflation emissions. Awesome. Very cool. Cool. And... I have my final question for you guys here now. You can go in any direction that makes sense for you. Either plug something that makes that you guys have been working on for a long time. But my general thought or question is around what the largest initiative from each project is. And it could be on like a near-term horizon or a long-term horizon or just like the embodiment of your protocol. So yeah, why don't we go with you first, Edson? And we can go down the list. Yeah, so a big thing happening at DHedge right now, we recently acquired Mstable. So we're looking through at um, restructuring Mstable and possibly creating a new, releasing a new stable coin. This one would be a flat coin, so not pegged to any US dollar, but stable. And one way we're thinking of doing that is completely backed by just ETH. So ETH on the collateral, ETH to make it delta neutral, et cetera, using perps, et cetera. So yeah, that's very exciting. Looking forward to what we can build with Mstable. Yeah, and uh, we're also shifting Mstable to be on Optimism. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I did I did cover kind of in, in what I was excited about a lot of the upcoming products that we have up. I think from, I think in my mind, it's it's really hard for me to look past what's just going to be coming up in the in the next couple of weeks because there's just so much happening in terms of all those OP rewards and kind of looking at growing the perps product. But definitely excited to see um, more integrations with options. I would love to see the Quinta options interface become kind of front and center to what we're offering at Quinta. And then also really excited to see if we can figure out how to design a really good referral program. I've been working on this in the background. And so hopefully this is something that we at least have proposed in in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, referrals have been really important for the success of centralized exchanges and competitors. And so I think if we can come up with a great referral program that's really well implemented, it'll just kickstart our growth and our user experience to the next level. Awesome. Abhishek, do you want to give your thoughts? I think this question gets all of us pumped because all of us are excited to talk about what we are building right now. The It's in no particular order, the list that I'm going to just traverse right now. The first thing is Power Perps. We have been super excited about Power Perps. We dedicated a few members of our team since a few months now, you know, doing testing on it, running simulations on top of it to make sure that it actually works and now finally building the product. So that is one thing. Apart from that, there are a lot of advancements which are happening in 
perpetual futures right now as we speak perpetual futures is the biggest product the biggest product that the polynomial team is running right now and the advancements there are first of all we were the first to bring limit orders to perpetual futures version 2 of synthetics now we are taking it a step further and we are actually making a better version of limit orders with integrated stop loss take profit in the contracts itself so a lot of times you can execute these things out of the contracts but this time it's going to be much better completely on chain completely safe so we're taking it like you know a step further apart from that we introduced again we were the first to introduce cross margin in perpetual futures v2 in synthetics and we're taking that a further step further as well so the cross margin is going to be even more smarter synthetics by default does not allow first of all let me talk what cross margin is so in synthetics ecosystem there are multiple markets in which you trade but you have to add margin individually to each market but so that the user does not have to do all this we try to encapsulate it for the user and you know if you have free margin lying in one margin one market you can use it up while trading in another market that's called smart margin or cross margin so that is something a better version of which is being worked upon and it will be like live soon maybe next week apart from them that connectors in general for example you will be able to hedge your positions you will be able to do basis trading and simply earn funding rate in a single click so these are the main things that we are currently working on awesome yeah thank you for that i'm actually going to pass it off to mac here but case it could you give us your thoughts as well i'm actually i have to head out but yeah it was an awesome chat with all of you today very exciting but yeah case it why don't you give us your thoughts no. Yeah, for Lyra, I know we we've already talked about some of this stuff already, but we've just launched our governance v2, which is a really big push for us for decentralizing, moving towards straight token holder voting and on-chain management of treasury and code deployments. We're working on management of things like parameters in the future through this governance system and it also helps we're moving to a forums system for proposals. I Feel like I can't talk about all the composability here without like mentioning the hedge has had like and Quanta Polynomial like have all had a lot of great involvement in Lyra's governance. I know D hedge has put up some proposals and so has Quanta. You know we're really keen to work with with partners and stand up rewards and things like that through this system and allow integrations to drive value to themselves to in turn drive more volume and adoption of of trading options on Lyra. Um so that that's what we're we're pretty excited about as well as the decentralized hosting of our front end you know you can access Lyra's options both in the Lyra app and now on Quenta's front end you can also trade on them you know by proxy through Zhedge or Polynomial so that that's what we're pretty pretty excited about going forward. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody so much for sharing that and thank you for joining this space. It was super great to have you. Thank you Smith for leading the conversation. He had to run. Just as a reminder, all these Twitter spaces get uploaded to YouTube, Spotify, Apple and Google as a podcast. Check out our YouTube. Just go to YouTube search Optimism Foundation. All the episodes just got some some great new thumbnails, a new visual look. So shout out to T our designer for that. They look amazing. And if you go to Spotify, Apple, or Google and just search OP Radio, you'll be able to find past episodes as well as this one when it's ready. So with that, I'm going to wrap this thing up. 
shut it down. I hope you all have a, a great rest of your day. And, and thank you once again for joining us on OP Radio. See you on the internet, y'all. Bye-bye. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Happy, happy trading. Bye-bye.